Welcome to Yoga Biz Camp with myself, Michael J. I'm a yoga business coach with 25 plus years of experience as a creative, a total tech geek, and a yoga business owner. On this episode, I have Jill from Solseek Yoga in Santa Barbara, California, who unknowingly purchased a business that had a bad reputation and had to rebuild it from the ground up to great success. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Yoga Biz Camp. I'm super excited today to have Jill from Solseek Yoga Studio in Santa Barbara, California. Welcome, Jill. Super happy to be here. I'm glad you're here. Let me just read your bio and then we'll get straight into your stuff. So Jill Agonius is a young entrepreneur fueled by a passion for seemingly impossible challenges. As a yoga teacher, rock climber, surfer, world traveler, and philanthropist, Jill's motivated to share her love of yoga, obsession with adventure, and advocacy for equity through Soul Seek Yoga Studio. Before owning Solseek, Jill helped lead Vitamin Angels Marketing Strategy, a global nonprofit that gives life-saving vitamins to underserved populations. After nearly four years at Vitamin Angels, she traveled around the world practicing yoga at studios in 20-plus countries while simultaneously working remotely as a marketing consultant for small business and nonprofits. The culmination of these experiences inspired her to take over the ownership of, of Divinity Yoga Studio when she returned to the United States in 2018. Little did she know she would revive a failed business, endure a global pandemic, almost go bankrupt, but still come out on top with a new name and a brand and renovated studio. Solseek is now a recognized and respected refuge in um, and staple in Santa Barbara, California. As an Asian American woman, Jill is also passionate about making yoga accessible and inclusive for people of color, LGBTQ plus and other marginalized communities. She uses her business as a tool for education and advocacy to help create more equitable communities within her community and beyond. Hey, Jill. Oh, it's really long. <laughs> but you know what? It actually um, answered a whole bunch of things I would normally ask you right at the beginning. So that's great. So I'd really like to um, get into, because I sold a business myself, I sold my studio. So I'd really love to know, because um, it sounds like you had some challenges at the beginning of taking over a failing business, but what it was like taking over another business and how somebody else had set things up and rebuilding from the ground up to where you are now. I'd love to know a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So I I bought the studio when I was 28 years old. So it was my first business ever. I was basically living in blissful ignorance, like, ah, oh, yoga has been such a life-changing experience for me. I'm going to change the whole entire world. <laughs> and I had known that I, I had practiced and actually taught a divinity prior, just a little bit here and there. Yeah. And um, it was a pretty reputable studio in town, but I didn't know that it was that the reputation was actually very negative. <laughs> Again, 28 <laughs> years old, blissful ignorance. And um, I had just returned from traveling and I was honestly looking for something to do. Um, owning a yoga studio had always been something that was was on my radar. Before I, before I left to travel, I actually wrote a business plan to open up a studio in Santa Barbara. Uh. Yeah, I, I did this entrepreneurship class, which was really amazing. Highly, highly recommend if you have something local in your community. It, it's a nonprofit. It's called Women's Economic Ventures. And um, so I had this plan to one day open up a yoga studio. But when I did the business plan, I was like, oh, dang, this is way more expensive than I, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I decided to travel instead, which was also expensive, but at least you can be a little bit more scrappy. Um, and uh, when I came back, I realized that this yoga studio, they had two locations um, and the owner had just sold the Santa Cruz location. And so I approached him and was like, Hey, I noticed that you sold the Santa Cruz location. Are, are you thinking about selling the Santa Barbara location? And he was like, 
no, not, not right now. But if someone, if someone was interested, then maybe I would think about it. And I was like, well, I don't know, like I might be interested <laughs> and it happened really quickly. So in, in three weeks or so we closed. Wow. Um, yeah, it was too, in my opinion, way too quick. You definitely need a lot more time for due diligence. And the reason why yeah, it yeah. only took three weeks is because the landlord had actually given him a notice to vacate essentially an eviction notification. And, um, none of this, I, I didn't have an advisor at the time. So I, I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can like pull the money together really quickly. And so I wasn't able to do my due diligence. I got the studio for relatively cheap. Yeah. Um, although I should have probably paid nothing for it. <laughs> <laughs> At first he was, he was pretty helpful, you know, showing me the different systems that he put together. And then I quickly realized that, oh, wow, if I were to run a business or if I were to start a business, this is not how I would right. do any of it basically. So, um, taking over the business, honestly, almost felt like I started, most people start from zero. Yeah. I felt like I was starting from like negative 20. Um, there was really awful, uh, really awful reputation around town for not paying the teachers. And I remember the, the very first intro email I sent out with, with the previous owner, like, hi, I'm Jill. I'm so excited to be here. And then all the emails that came back were actually confronting the, the previous owner, um, basically saying like, Hey, you owe us thousands of dollars. And I'm like, Oh crap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing because when I sold it's, it's a very invasive process selling a business usually because your numbers get dug through in intensely. So I'm guessing those were not really presented. They were, they were quote unquote presented, but they were all false. Right. Yeah. So, so it was a lot worse than, than yeah. I realized. <laughs> so, so then how did you go about going from there to building up new systems, uh, people, um, rebrand? Every, you went through the whole thing, basically creating a yeah. new studio. Yeah. Honestly, that process took, took I mean, with the pandemic, it, it definitely slowed things down a little yeah. bit, but it did take about three years. But in the beginning, because there was so much resentment towards the studio for the first six months was really just rebuilding relationships and giving people the opportunity to vent. And a lot of, it was really interesting because I I had to remind myself like that I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't me that they were angry at, but I needed to be that safe space for people to come and to project, you know, and to, And so for the first six months, it was really difficult, but, um, I just met with every single person that currently worked at the studio, anyone that wanted to chat who, who had left, there was like a mass exodus at the studio right before I took it over. Um, and that was the first step. And I think that when someone comes in and buys, especially a local community-based business, you can't just come in and be like, okay, now I'm the boss and I'm going to change every single thing. (laughs) You have to really understand what the history was first, what the pain points were, what the successes were, and take the time to, to listen. And then, and then to, in my opinion, slowly and strategically start to introduce new things because it can be a big culture shock for people. You yeah. Know, so to, building trust again, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and that process was six months to a year or so. And yeah. after getting everyone on board internally, it was then time to show everyone externally that like, Hey, we are at the time divinity. We are divinity, but with, with new energy, with new management, with new values, you know, Mm. um, and that, that process, I mean, I remember a a year and a half after I took over the studio, I was at a friend's party and talking to this person that I had just met and I was like, Oh yeah, I own, I own like a studio called Divinity. And I remember the look on his face was like, Oh, 
penitentiary <laughs> you know like you own that studio i'm like no no no. i've only owned it for a year <laughs> um all right yeah so i mean you rebranded when did you rebrand it was really recent actually so oh, okay so we it was always my plan to rebrand from the very beginning but i really wanted to rebrand from a place of empowerment rather than from a place of oh we have to do this to save the studio yeah yeah um maybe maybe that wasn't the best business move but (laughs) um from a personal standpoint that was really important to me so we i've had the name for the studio and the basically like the visual identity for the studio um for probably about three years now but we just recently rebranded fully in october of 2021 yeah, and I'm sure that was a, a fun process for you because you're a marketing person. So I'm sure that that you had a very clear vision of how you wanted that to look. And also your website uh, is beautiful. And I know you did it yourself, but I, I do want to, um, I will link to the website in the show notes, but the as soon as you hit your website, I I, I get the feels. It's like, I want to go there. It's like the beach, um, it looks accessible. It's not just um, stock skinny white girls doing yoga. It looks like anybody can go there. And I really congratulations on that because first impressions are everything. And I had an amazing first impression that I've actually sent your website to my clients as an example. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, um, like, if you think about your process as a yoga student, what, what's the first thing that you do when you're trying to find somewhere to go practice yoga, you find them on the internet, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that very first experience that you have, we call it above the fold, right? So kind of like in a newspaper, you know, you open up the newspaper or you grab the newspaper and then what's on the front page. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the website. The very first thing that you're hit with should be one of the most impactful moments that someone has with you because it's their very first impression. The second thing about your website is that your intro offer is priority. It's, it's 50% off for the intro offer. And, you know, that's, um, high impact. And, uh, I mean, that's what you want to do is get people on, on that experience of your studio. Right. I think you, you present that a little bit differently than I see normally where it's usually just, um, you know, button start here or click, you know, intro offer, but you are literally 50% off the first month. So is, do you, when you, I'm just curious with your intro offer, do you, does it roll into a membership right away um, or mm-hmm. is it intro offer? You have to wow them and then convert them because there's two ways of doing that. Right. I, can you- yeah. For the last year, we we've actually been doing the straight into membership model. Yeah. So 50% off of the first month of an unlimited membership is, is the way that we talk about it. Um, we used to do the intro and then try to upsell them into yeah. the membership, but w- there are, and making the switch honestly was a little bit scary. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it feels like a big commitment to right away be like, Oh, like I'm signing up for a membership. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit higher of a ticket price than say, you know, a free trial on Netflix yeah. or yeah, which is only like $15 or something like that. So yeah, we do, we do 50% off of the first month of an unlimited membership. And we make sure that people know that like, Hey, you're already, you're part of the community, you know, you're already a member with all of the perks and we keep our memberships pretty flexible. So they're, they're month to month and we just need a seven days heads up for, um, for people to downgrade or cancel or freeze. Um, and one of the best parts about this is that now they are automatically opted in and then they have to consciously opt out. But when they opt out, we have many different options for them, depending on the relationship that we've cultivated with them, how many times they've come to class. Um, we have many down sell options so oh, that when okay. they are no, lo- when they no longer want to be on the membership, they can yeah. still practice with us. You know? Yeah. So- I love that. Yeah. So you've got systems for that. I'd love to um, backtrack a little bit about systems because you traveled the world and tried, you know, 20 countries and all those studios. What did you learn from 
all those different places of what not to do, what to do that that influences how your studio operates now? Yeah, one of the frustrating things when I was looking up like on Google, looking up where to go was I wanted to see not only uh, the experience that I would have with the people or the types of classes, but I wanted to see what the studio looked like. (laughs) And for some reason, yoga studios, many yoga studios don't have images of their actual lobby or their practice space, you know? And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what is it? It's just usually of people's bodies in a room that could be any room. (laughs) And it it can be intimidating going to a studio, right? And to have that visual helps. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see what your storefront looks like. Like, how do I, how do I know how to get there? You know? Um, and then the actual experience going to the studio again, first impressions are everything. So how does the front desk, how does the front desk interact with you? And a lot of the times I didn't speak the language, you know, Uh, and (laughs) which is really, it's really interesting to take a yoga class in a different (laughs) language. If they use Sanskrit, then it makes it a lot easier. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like you were saying before, just the first impression. And Mm. especially because I'm probably only going to go to that studio once or twice, you know? Yeah. Um, Because I'm just traveling, like, stopping in different places and only there for about two weeks at a time um but the experience from from virtual and how that's consistent with the like in-person experience is something that's super important yeah so let's talk about i'd love to know a little bit how um how you get your students first of all. So, I mean, you're a marketing person, so I really want to sort of pick your brain on this one because, um, so how do you acquire students? Like, so new students, uh, you've built your reputation back up with the old students, but you always, I used to call, um, you know, when I first opened my studio, I remember thinking, filling it out and then thinking, okay, I'm set. I don't need to do marketing. I've got my students. I mean, it was super naive. And then I realized I called it feeding the beast because you always have to keep feeding your studio with new students. So I'm kind of curious in a local community, how you go about um, finding new students. How do they find you? Other than, I mean, your website is one thing, but how do you get in front of their eyeballs? Yeah. So I, first of all, shout out to our marketing manager, Taylor, who's amazing. Um, She does most of, or pretty much nowadays, all of the actual execution and we work together on strategy. So this is a really recent conversation that we've had actually, um, lead generation and lead nurturing, the two need to happen together. So lead generation is student acquisition and client acquisition. And honestly, a lot of it for us, the, the two the two main ways that people find us are 30% Google and 30% word of mouth or from another student. So yeah, right. for, yoga, for local want. yoga studios, yeah, for, for local yoga studios, honestly, I think we have a, a little bit easier than say, um, like Obey, who's a uh, giant virtual only studio. Because yeah. for a local yoga studio, what you're searching for is usually for us, yoga in Santa Barbara, yoga studio in Santa Barbara, or yoga yeah. near me. Yeah. Um, so uh, we constantly have uh, ads running, even if it's just like $5, $10 a day, because in our market, it's very competitive. There are actually five yoga studios all within a one and a half mile distance and all off of the same street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're completely right that it is easier in a community for, um, than, than like, like I'm in Los Angeles right now. Imagine trying to compete in Los Angeles for mm. people's eyeballs. But yeah, you're very, you know, my I had a community studio too. So you can definitely target that area. And also what you just said was really important. People think that they have to spend a ton of money on marketing. But if you're smart with your marketing, like five, $10 a day, that's so doable. Yeah, absolutely. It's doable. And you can also, um, you can also section it out by seasons. You know, we spend a lot more money in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, we, to, 
to get that New Year's rush, you know. And then we also spend a little bit more money in the summer during our lulls. Yeah. Um, and then we'll start. We also spend a little bit of money for yoga teacher trainings and and things that are a little bit higher ticket items. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so honestly, a lot of a lot of what we do is through a website, through Google, and also social media. We have a really strong presence on Instagram, um, specifically and uh, really strong presence in the local community in general. So we have a lot of partners that we that we work yeah. with who are, it's a reciprocal relationship. So yeah. we're always talking about them and yep. they're always talking yep. about us. <laughs> so I did notice that. So folks, um, her intro offer actually gives discounts to local partners. And, and I, I so agree in a small community that those relationships are important because I had a community corner and it was the same thing. It was like, they had my brochures, they put my posters up and that was the naturopaths and the doctors and the, um, the massage therapists and the health food stores. And we had a community corner where we held their cards and brochures and promoted them as well. So, um, that's probably the best grassroots kind of marketing you can do in a community. Yeah, absolutely. And we, our, our studio is, is focused not only on yoga, but also on adventure and being out in nature. So we have partners that, that play to that. So we have like a paddle sports center for paddle boarding and kayaking. And then we have um, a really awesome plant shop, um, Idle Mercantile for that like nature element of it too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's good to have ambassadors in the community, you know, whether it's another local business or whether it's your, your students and your staff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, okay. So you've acquired, I want to go kind of go through your client journey. So you've, you've done your local community, Google, social media marketing, they've, that drives to your website. They, purchase your most likely purchase your intro offer because that's first and yeah. foremost on your site. I think that there's a little, there's a gap between okay. going to our website and then making their first purchase, you know? So something new that we've actually just started doing is we have a landing page for a new member special. And before you can actually look at the page, I mean, you could still look at it, but we have, we have um, a pop-up to collect their information. Um, very simple, just name and email, because not everyone that is going to your new member special, your intro offer page is going to purchase right then and there. For us, it's it's a quite quite a big purchase, actually. It's $64 for the first month. Um, so uh, a lot of people will just, will just exit out. But if we have their information, then they go into our lead nurturing funnel. And our lead nurturing funnel tells them, you know, a little bit more about the studio, who we are, um, some pain points that that the uh, potential lead may have. Like we have an email that says, you know, here are the yoga myths to bust, that you have to be flexible, right. <laughs> that you have to be spiritual, like all these other things that that prevent people from coming in and own first, uh, uh, prevent people from, from wanting to even try yoga, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think there, there is that gap between when they first see you and then when they actually buy something. And also in that gap is sometimes people want to get to know you before, yeah. before actually buying. So we send them to our Instagram where it's very, very clear who we are, what we stand for, what our studio looks like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the different offerings um, that we have. So, yeah. And then once they buy the, the new member special, of course they get entered into another funnel. <laughs> Automation so is everything. We just talk about your, your funnels. So, um, your, your software bits, cause it, um, it does everything you use, um, mind body software, uh, runs your studio, but I think you run most of your campaigns through Brandbot. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, Bram, we're very reliant on Brambot at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and in my opinion, I haven't seen even even my body marketing suite, I think, doesn't doesn't compare, especially to the user experience of Brandbot. Unfortunately, I don't think Brandbot integrates with mind body anymore. anymore not anymore yeah but if you're yeah. if you're if you were originally in brand and mind body you still get to keep it and have that that connection <laughs> your email lead generation goes into brand bot 
And then also if someone purchases um, your intro offer, that also goes into a different segment also in BrandBot. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So they've purchased the intro offer. They come to the studio for the first time. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me about that? You must have put a structure because you have structure with people and systems. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, that new customer experience when they walk through the, your doors? Yeah. So if with the pandemic, it, it, I feel like almost everyone buys things online first and then yep. comes into the studio versus before where people would buy things in the studio. So our team is trained to look at the pricing options that the certain student is coming in with and when they bought it. So let's just do the the new new member special people first. So new members special people come in and we notice that they they it's their first week within the new member special. Um, we have outdoor classes and virtual classes as well. So it may not be actually the first time, or it may be the first time they're actually walking into the studio. So um, we usually ask them, um, we usually ask them like, oh, I noticed that this is your first class that you're having in the studio. Have you received our new member packet yet? And um, we have these super cute little little folders that we give to every new member it has a few different inserts in it, a bunch of information about their membership and perks, a QR code to a brand video, essentially like a manifesto video that, that we've created. Um, and it has a uh, double-sided page of our class descriptions with essentially, we call it a scavenger hunt. So the scavenger hunt is if they take seven different classes, different class types within their first month, then they get a free shirt. Which is really motivating for people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have super. We have really, really cute branded gear as well. Um, and then they get you know free buddy pass, sticker, and a bunch of other little goodies in it too. And so it's a new member packet. They get it. We tell them how grateful we we are for them uh, being here, and we give them a tour of the studio. And our front desk, uh, our our desk yogis are really amazing. They always greet people with a smile we love to crack jokes especially dad jokes (laughs) and there's a lot of there's a lot of laughter in the studio and I also have a dog that that I bring in all the time so Uh, we have a joke like people come for the yoga and stay for the dog um (laughs) so so yeah that's that's one of the first touch points that that the people on the new member special have with us is the the interaction the fun interaction with the desk yogi and then also a little gift. And we usually call it a gift. gift. Yeah. And I, what I love about that, um, you're getting people to try seven classes because people are not judging your studio based on one class, one teacher that might not be the fit for them. So they're, they're getting to experience your, whole studio, you know, the whole experience. I also love the fact that you give a tour um, because a lot of people just walk in, oh, there's where you put your shoes <laughs> and go yeah. on in. It's like, you know, you need to show them where the washroom is, where the, you know, like the actual functional parts of a studio. And again, taking out that intimidating factor of going to a new mm-hmm. space. Absolutely. Yeah. And we it. want the space to be, to be home for them, you know, so we want them to be comfortable and we want them to also feel confident when they come in that they don't have to question like, Oh crap. Like what do I do next? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And what's great about people also knowing the space is that when we're busy at the front desk and we have members that are, that are hanging around and we have a, a, someone on the new member special, sometimes we'll even actually be like, Hey Reggie, do you mind showing so-and-so around? And it starts to create already yeah. that community, community feel for them. Yeah. 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 That's what you want. People want to feel like they belong. They also want to feel acknowledged when they walk through the door. You know, I, Absolutely. I, I had a thing, you know, I remember studios I used to work for where the teachers before class were on their mat, stretching on their mat. And in my onboarding, it was like, that is not going to happen here. (laughs) Like, I want you up front learning people's names and welcoming by name and looking them in the eyes that they're a 
real human being in front of you acknowledge Mm -hmm. that right it's so important Yeah. yeah that's one of that's one of the main things that we actually tell our desk team is that like we ask them uh what does it feel like when, when you're being seen, you know? And so every single person within the first 30 seconds of them coming in, they're, they're acknowledged, even if we're with someone else, you know, we'll Mm. even, we'll we'll say, Hey, nice to see you, Jenny, or whatever, whatever their name is. Was that something that you, you, from all your travels and the different studios and experiences, was that something that was clear to you that that was important in, the differences super, super important yeah even even just locally like the, our our brand story is essentially a, a short story about about me <laughs> and not feeling welcomed you know or or not feeling like i was enough um i wasn't spiritual enough athletic enough cool enough i didn't like dress in the right attire you know um and so the studio our studio really stems from like making sure that everyone feels like they are welcome and that they belong no matter what they're experiencing in their life and no matter no matter what they're experiencing that day so our saying is usually we usually say come as you are messiness and all and so that acknowledgement i'm just gonna read your mission um, oh, sure. Yeah, so our mission at Soul Seat Yoga, our mission is to create an inclusive space for seekers of joy, growth, and connection. We believe in coming to class as you are, messiness and all. You don't need to be your best self here. All, ha- all you have to do is show up. Through yoga, we aim to discover and love our fullest selves. So when we're off our mats and in the world, we're ready to take on the peaks and valleys of life. I love yeah. that. It's so, I mean, it's kind of like your website. It's non-intimidating. It makes me feel like I want to go. And um, can we talk a little bit about that mission and vision, mission, vision values and how important they are to your business and how they keep you on track? Yeah. I, I mean, they're everything. everything. Right? <laughs> everything. They're, they, they impact everything from the way that you speak to students in the studio, the way you speak online, your visual identity, everything. And I think that a lot of, I think that that was the biggest turning point for us from Divinity, which was a studio that, you know, I wasn't, wasn't necessarily mine. I didn't really re- resonate with with the previous branding and and core values and whatnot. Um, But we really had a transformational experience when we switched to SoulSeek. And honestly, our growth has been almost exponential in the last six months. Um, Maybe not quite exponential, but like (laughs) up and to the right. So um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know what else to say about well, it. Except it, it it's well, I, it's, I mean, it, it keeps you on track, right? It's like every single decision yeah. um, relates around that. Like the, the hiring, yeah. what programs you bring in or don't bring in. Like it's, it's a, it's a great filter for going, this doesn't fit in with our mission, vision, value. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. keep, keep it out. Um, but I do think it's probably the hardest process a studio owner has to go through coming up with those because I find I work with all of my studios, <laughs> but I actually can't do the work on that one. So it's a, it's a very, it's a very personal thing to you, the owner of what's important to you. Um, it's not an easy process, right? No, uh, honestly, the, I, we probably spent months on the mission and the vision. And I kind of went backwards, actually, maybe not backwards, but in an order that is probably not, not as conventional, I actually started with a manifesto. So who are, who are we, if we were to personify ourselves as a person or as a group of people? so, and, and that really, that really helped me actually. And and then we started working on from, from that extracting into our mission, vision, core values. Yeah. And so do you make sure that all, I'm sure you make sure all of your staff and everybody involved knows those yeah. and lives those um, within the studio. Even, 
even before they are onboarded, it's on yeah. our application. So like, here's who we are. We're, we're also very outspoken about, you know, um, the social justice movement. And it's really important that everyone who's on our team either is on board with that or, or respects it. So from the very beginning, I mean, we, we always used to be like, we have a landing page for everything. Um, but <laughs> our desk, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's it's front and center from, from yeah. the very beginning. So I'd love to know a little bit because you've come into this, you know, you've created, you know, come into this business, you've recreated it yourself, but now you've put systems in place, um, systems and people in place. So can you tell me a little bit about the structure of your business and what people you have in place to make sure, you know, your mission, vision, yeah. values are fulfilled. Yeah. So at, at first, it was it was just me and a bunch of teachers, and me yep. teaching seven to twelve classes a week. <laughs> um, since then, we've we've grown. I think at a nice a nice steady pace. So I call it. Uh, we we have three different teams essentially. So our, our core team. So we have a general manager who works primarily with our desk team and then also with sales marketing manager who does all of the marketing, branding, social media, email, paid and also events, paid paid ads and also events. And then we have a community coordinator who is essentially like an assistant manager who helps with the admin and then also helps with coordinating the desk team. Um, and then we have the desk team and the cleaning team. And then we have the teachers. So overall, I think right now there's about 35 of us. Wow. We're a small studio. And, um, yeah. and I'm imagining that you have a structure for each of those teams and, mm-hmm. um, you know, SOP manuals, uh, on how to do everything. Everything is written. (laughs) I think that that's one of the most important parts because, um, it, we have a whole, and everything is always still, still in progress too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is is changing and whatnot, but our karma, our, our karma yoga manual, for example, is I think by now, 60 pages long and super easily scannable. (laughs) Um, We have all of our marketing guides, visual toolkit, voice, um, photography guidelines, everything, everything written down. We actually even use BrandBot auto campaigns for our training to help, to help guide our training system. So like, for example, Yeah, for the so they get put in our new desk staff, our new desk team gets put into a funnel, and every week they're sent new, they're sent a different training guide. You know, that's um, yeah, it's it's been great. We used to use Google Classroom, but um, and and send like manual, like during your first week, (laughs) make sure you're doing this, but now it's all it's all automated. We have a schedule for for everything. So, and so, and for you as an owner, that frees you up, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got all that structure in place, and people know that structure. They have guidelines to work within, and so I'm imagining your job now becomes empowering your team leads. Absolutely. So I work primarily with the core team and then the core team works with their respective teams. So my, my work week has gone from working like 80 to 90 hours a week to now. uh, If I wanted, if I wanted to, I could probably work 20 to 25 hours a week um, just managing the core team. And then the core team, they manage their respective teams and they are, I mean, it's taken, it's taken a a bit of time to, to get here. Of course, it's all, yeah. you have to work up to it. It's not something that just happens in an instant, but, um, but yeah, the team is really empowered and they have a lot of ownership in the studio as well. And that's, that comes back to the core values. It all circles back around, right? Like they're, they're on board not only because you know they they like their job, but because they're doing something 
that from the heart resonates with them. Um, yeah. I love that. And I want, I want to pause there because I want studio owners to hear that, that the systems and structure gives you freedom. Absolutely. This is, yeah, I sometimes <laughs> last year, last year I went to Tahoe for five weeks and was able to work from, I mean, honestly, I, I, I mostly work remotely. I'm like here in my living room. <laughs> um, and I can be at, at this time, I mean, I'm almost four years in, but I I've taken a break from teaching, so I don't have any weekly classes at the moment and I don't have any scheduled desk shifts. So I am able to, I, I just started a new career in real estate actually. So I'm able to do other things, um, outside of the studio, which is, yeah. which is really liberating. Yeah. Because I just think there's so many, sorry. Oh, it's not that I want to distance myself from the studio because it's still my number one priority, but the, but the ability to have a choice feels really, feels really good. And can you talk a little bit about that moment where the studio was all about you.com where you did everything right. And then there's, at what point did you get to the point where I need to put someone in place here? structure can you tell me that kind of because a lot of studio owners don't do that because oh I can't afford to do that well really you can't afford not to Mm -hmm. it it really depends on you know do you want to be an employee of your business or do you want to be an owner of it (laughs) um and what what your priorities are you know if if you are down to be in the nitty-gritty day-to-day then awesome if that's where you feel like you thrive then great but for me, I really prioritize my freedom. And like I said, like to, ha- to be able to have, have a choice. And for me, I am not afraid of debt. <laughs> I think that having a little bit of debt and taking, and taking risks is one of the only ways for your business to grow. You know, you, you need to be able to, mm. um, you I- need to have, uh, risk tolerance. Yeah. Well, I think, doesn't that give you a little bit of hustle? Yeah. Oh, lights a fire under your ass for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I have worked with a studio owner that, um, husband purchased the building. So there was no, no, no nice, but there was no lease or, you know, I know when you've got those payments to make, you've got to hustle to make that happen. If you don't have that, what I've noticed is quite a few studio owners kind of just a little bit too relaxed. Um, right. But when you've got, you know, you've got to pay the bills, you've got to pay the staff, you've got to pay the lease, you've got to pay the insurance, like all of those things. If you have that, then I think you've got, like you said, that lights that fire under your ass to get it done. Yeah. And, um, so where do you see, um, where do you see soul yoga going from here? You've, you, I mean, it, you've got this stable structure now you've ridden out, you know, this terrible time Well, you've opened up pretty much during the whole pandemic. Right. And, uh, so where do you see the future of your studio? What do you see? Yeah. I, there's still a lot of growth that needs mm. to happen at, at the, at the studio. And I, and I love that, you know, I, I, I thrive in this space of transitions, you know, so like mm. rebranding the studio was super fun. I mean, obviously it was, it was challenging and nerve wracking and that's a marketer's and, dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to <laughs> renovate the space. Oh man, I just had the best time. And so we're still, we're still, that's still new. It's only been six and a half, seven months or so. So we still have a lot of growth that I would love to focus on for, for this, for this space. And, and honestly, I don't, I don't know what the future, what the future holds at, at this time. I'm not, I'm honestly not really interested in opening up the second yoga studio. Um, if I, if I did, it would be somewhere awesome, like, like Santa Cruz or somewhere else on the beach. <laughs> um, but we really want to focus on what's happening at our home yoga studio, grow our yoga teacher training program, go on more retreats because I would, I mean, 
for me, it's like, well, what do I want in my life? Like, I want to travel. How do I do that through work and get paid for it? <laughs> You're practicing present moment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, just simple answer. Just going, going our studio. I'd love to going to wrap this up a little bit. You've just given so much great information for studio owners here, but I'd love to know something about you that most people wouldn't know. Oh man. I was, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is, this is not anything revolutionary, but you know, I, I have lots of, lots of hobbies. And I think that because of the way that I present myself and I'm like relatively confident, people think that I'm, for example, really good at surfing because I have a bunch of surfboards behind me. (laughs) (laughs) But the truth is that I'm like mediocre at all of my hobbies and it, and I love them and it's totally fine to, to be, to not be good at every single thing that you do. You know, I know that that's kind of a random, random thing, but no, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Not about perfectionism. It's about enjoying everything you do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's something that I struggled with, honestly, for, for a while, like, Oh man, I love this sport, but I, I'm not good at it, you know, but now I'm like, Oh, I love this sport. I kind of suck, but this is the best. So, yeah, I'm the same with I roll I roller skate. I'm not the best roller skater, but I go for my, in Vancouver. I go for miles roller skating, and I have the biggest smile on my face the entire time. Like it's just like yeah. Um, what's your favorite? I'm gonna guess I might know this one, but what's your favorite business tool, website, or app? <laughs> I mean, I love Brandbot, <laughs> but but I think. I think that as a business owner, it can get very lonely, you know? Mm. So I am a big fan of Facebook groups. Yeah. Facebook groups for yoga studio owners. I know business coaches have uh, Facebook groups or, I don't know, mighty network groups or whatever it is. Just any type of community forum for people who are business owners yeah and your mind body do you, you do you go into the mind body one community do you hang out there i much? don't you don't no. I, I don't but i should yeah so, i mean honestly <laughs> the, yeah so I, I, it's funny uh it, it is a great community and uh i know a lot of us uh, certified consultants are in there helping people but i know during the pandemic what i saw was all of those and you probably had the same thing in the facebook groups but those the studio owners rallied together and they were all like, don't pause your payments. And, you know, where I was seeing, you know, everywhere else, you know, people were pausing their payments, um, stopping their memberships, giving everything for free on Instagram and YouTube. And, but in these communities, they were like, no, your communities will stay with you. Like, hold on, keep them together. And those are the ones that succeeded through Mm through the, through the worst of it, I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's great to be able to have expert opinions or professional opinions. That's one thing that I will say. There are some, (laughs) some groups on Facebook, you really have to, on Facebook itself, like you really have to take it with a grain of salt and, um, or advice from, from other people, but it's nice to, especially during the pandemic, it was really nice to be able to, kind of struggle together you know and to feel like you have you have someone there who who understands what you're going through and I think what you it 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 can and I've had this conversation several times this week actually about yoga studio owners how you know it can be a lonely place because nobody quite understands your position you know even Mm -hmm. partners in life and you know it's like Nobody really understands that except for people that are in the same position as you. And I know when I go to things like um, Mind Body Champs on campus and it's it's a whole bunch of studio owners together and it's like, oh, we get each other. We don't even, I don't even have mm. to explain myself to these people. Like we just get each other and we support each other and we speak the same language. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the best. Uh, I'd love to know what's your favorite personal fun website or app? 
podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah, the podcast app. Apple Podcasts is, yeah. is my go-to. Yeah. I yeah, I'm a big actually I listened to a bunch of yours yesterday when I was walking on the beach. <laughs> oh lovely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love them. And um yeah, uh, and podcasts and audiobooks. Those are my, yeah, my yeah. Main and you literally can on podcasts, it's like going to university sometimes, right? You can pick a subject and just oh, yeah. deep, deep dive and just binge through. Um, oh man, it's it's the best. Yeah. I, I loved, like I mentioned before, I have a dog, I'm obsessed with her. She's a husky and she's the most beautiful creature I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> and she she needs to walk a lot. You know, yeah. and so I spend probably one to three hours a day just walking and listening to podcasts. And like yeah. you said, it's it's like university. Who needs yeah. who needs school nowadays? <laughs> yeah, and you can choose it by the, your mood of the day. It's like today I want some stuff that's going to mentally, you know, help my mental health. And today I want to learn about marketing. And today I, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's fantastic. Or today I just need a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jill, I think you're amazing. Um, you're, you're just stunt. You're young. You, you've just got such great energy into your. You know, you've just you've done everything right, and uh, so I'm super impressed with you. And you were recommended to me by the amazing Mitch McGinley, who's been on my podcast a couple of times, uh, fellow um, mind body business coach. Um, so I'm so glad that he introduced us. It's been just a pleasure talking to you. And I really want to thank you for sharing your experience and uh, with our listeners. And I think there's a lot to learn from what the systems that you've put in place. So thank you so much. Um, I'd love to, um, you just to finish off with how do people um, check you out and uh, where do they find you? Yeah. Um, thank you. But thank you so much for having me, Michael. You're amazing. I'm super happy that we're connected now. And big shout out to Mitch. Mitch was just my guardian. I call him my guardian angel during the pandemic. He was honestly one of my biggest supports. Yeah. Um, and you can find us on, on the internet, of course. So, so, <laughs> so the website, salsayoga.com and your Instagram. Yeah. Soulseek.yoga and soul as in the sun. So S O L. Yeah. And also eternally. Yeah. Jill, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michael. Wow, what an amazing and dynamic young studio owner Jill is. I am so impressed with the structure and systems that she has put in place. I work with two types of yoga studio clients to help them put structure and systems in place. Brand new yoga studios, this is the time to invest in a business consultant that can help you save money and time by not making the mistakes that so often happen. Get set up the right way once. And existing studios looking to put a better structure and systems in place? If you've got anything out of this podcast or any of the other podcasts with amazing studio owners, is that those systems give you freedom and way less stress. So start by heading over to my website, yogabizcamp.com. Click on the video at the top of my site, answer a few simple questions, which will lead you back to book a no obligation, no cost booking with me and have a chat to see if I can be of help to you. Become one of the next generation of Yoga Biz Champs. Again, that is yogabizcamp.com. If you enjoyed this or any of the other episodes, please take a moment to follow, like, and review. That little bit of effort means a lot to me, and it also helps this podcast greatly. Thank you.